I'm Helen. And I'm Ali. This is Cars of the Macabre. Profanities guaranteed. Viewer discretion is advised. Ali. Howdy, partner. How you doing? Yeah, right. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So we're back, Cars on the Macabre. We're going to have a bit of a catch-up. But first of all, we'd like to say thank you very much, everyone who's listened and listening. Yep. We need people to download, subscribe, like, rate, rate, review, review, and share the yes. love. Share, share, and share alike. Because then we can do this more often, innit? Innit, bruv. Innit, bruv. So, what's been happening? Anything? What's been happening? Um, you came to stay. I did. I'm here. <laughs> You're here. I'm here. And it's the best time. Always. Aww. Always is. Um, not really too much, actually. I don't have too much to catch up on. Okay, well, this might make you think of something you've watched. Because I was because it's been Halloween... I was going to say Halloween month. It's not. It's spooky season. But also, Halloween is never over for us, is no. it? So, every day is Halloween. So, I thought... You know, I love watching Paranormal. I'm okay with horror films. They're not great. But I thought I'm going to watch some box sets, some horror box sets, like beginning to end and binge them. So the other night I watched Final Destination, first to last, in order, (laughs) which I was like, oh, I've forgotten how scary the first one was. Oh, it was such an amazing film. I love that film. I saw that at the cinema. Did you? Yeah, and when we came out, we were literally like, duck, because we don't know what's going to come at us right now. I think I watched the first one with you. Probably. Yeah, and it was the scene with Sean William Scott and the train where half his head gets knocked off, and I was like... it's gnarly. That's what made me want to do special effects. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Also, something good came out of it. Yeah. Well, obviously, that's an amazing front... Would you call... Yeah, it is horror, isn't it? (laughs) It is horror. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, what else can I watch? So then I thought, I haven't seen... All of the conjurings, as in the Annabelles, like the all yeah. of them together. So I'm going to watch them in order, but you don't watch them in order they came out. Do no, you? you don't. You watch them in a chronological order of. So according to Cineworld, the order is The Nun, then Annabelle Creation, then The Nun Two, then Annabelle, then Annabelle Comes Home, then it's The Conjuring, Conjuring Two, and then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. So we literally just watched The Nun because yeah. we watched the first one, then we went to cinema and watched the second one. So I was like, oh, great, I can just go straight onto Annabelle films, which I hadn't seen. I don't think I've seen all of them. So I started with Annabelle Creation. Mm-hmm. I thought this is going to be easy. Fuck my life. It was so scary. <gasps> uh, it really gave me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know why. It's paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so frightening. And the fact it's a doll... Yeah. yeah. You haven't always been a fan of dolls, have you? No, I find them really creepy. And I honestly didn't think I was going to be scared by it. And it took me by surprise. So I watched Annabelle Creation and I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can watch any more of these. So then I watched Annabelle 
And that's as far as I got with the box set because I gave up. I was too scared. Do you want me to come over and finish the box set with you? I think so. Yeah, I don't okay. think I can do it on my own. No. I'll do it when it's just like me and you so that I can sleep in the bed with you and keep you safe. Yay. <laughs> oh, no, that'll be good. But uh, but it really surprised me because I just thought, oh, they're not, it's not really scary. That's the thing. And Reg isn't going to protect you, is he? No, he mostly <laughs> sleeps. He will give me a cuddle. But, yeah. you know, he'll be too sleepy. He'll look up, see some sort of demon and be like, okay, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah, I, I can't <laughs> be doing with this today. So, I mean, that's kind of the only thing I've really done to catch up on because I just wanted to watch I yeah. love the idea of binging box sets over spooky season see I'm I'm feeling sort of the more the, the older ones like the ones that you would consider sort of classics well yep. semi-classics no classics like obviously you've got your modern classics which would be things like The Conjuring mm-hmm, etc mm-hmm. um, but I rewatched uh, The Exorcist the other day Amazing. but it's the one because in when it was released I think they cut out the spider walk scene down the stairs which is probably one of the best bits in the book I wonder why they cut that out well they they put it back in um, but the one I watched didn't have it so then uh. I watched the uh, on YouTube like the clip of it oh uh, yeah. okay and I remember now it it is just Reading about it is better than seeing how it was done. Like, the rest of the film was brilliant. All Mm. of the effects and everything. But the spider walk, just, yeah. I don't know if I... I I think I'd be too scared to read the book. For some reason, horror books are are scarier than films. Do you know what? It's not scary. Really? It's not scary at all. No. You'd be fine. Really? Yeah, you'd be fine. I feel like I'd have to strap crucifixes to myself. Well, I already do that anyway, to be fair. Yeah, no, the, the book's not scary. The book's not scary at all. All right. Well, I might give that a try then. Mm. I went through a stage of... I was um, I hadn't seen the two new Screams, and Screams, obviously, my favourite horror mm-hmm. franchise. So a while ago, I watched the two newest ones, and I thought, oh, I'm going to go back and re-watch them, you know, like you did with the finals. I, got, <laughs> I finished Scream 3, went to put Scream 4 on, and it's the only one that wasn't available. Oh, no! So I'm, I was going to watch sort of all of those ones and then re-watch the newer ones as well. So at the moment, until I can watch Scream 4, I haven't watched anymore. <laughs> You've had to pause. Yeah. They are brilliant. They are so good. But nothing will beat the first one again for me. It was, oh. Oh, it's, it's, it's just iconic. so good. Yeah, iconic. And you'll find out more about some people that we met recently, but one of them's got a ghost face tattoo. And when we met them, I was wearing my ghost face jumper and now I want a ghost face tattoo. I was just about to say, I was like, are you going to get a ghost face tattoo? Oh, yeah, I have to. I have to. I absolutely love him. Yeah. Have you got <laughs> well, any... them. Sp- I know you've got loads of tattoos. Have you got any spooky tattoos? I haven't really, have you? No, I've got a lot of skulls. Yeah, I've got a lot of skulls, but I feel like that's pirate. Mm. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think so. Well, there you go. You can start that, you can start that off with, with yeah. you... ghost face. Gooba, do you know, can you recall if I got any speech? No, I haven't, no, I haven't, no. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Well, so that's kind of... Oh, wait, hang on. Oh. Does some of my Shakespeare sleeve, does that count? Like Macbeth? Mm. That's spooky. You see, I, I just... That, to me, yeah, it mm. is spooky, but then it's 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 Shakespeare, so it's yeah. just okay. in of itself, it's, it's more, a different yeah, it's thing. it's literature, isn't it? It's not yeah. spooky. Hmm. It's not like alternative paranormal pop culture no no so yeah ghost faces on the list for a tattoo then wicked awesome i like that idea what are you going to tell us about today house well today i'm going to talk about the number 13 and 
The reason this is connected with cars, very loosely, though. <laughs> I am just. We ob- said we would find a connection in anything, however loose. <laughs> exactly. I'm obsessed with number 13, which I will talk about. But it's quite good to talk about it in conjunction with motorsport because in sport, in motorsport, in all sports, people are quite superstitious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of drivers won't want to drive under the number 13. Oh, So I thought, okay, well, that's the very loose connection (laughs) that means I can talk about the number 13. Yeah. So, you know. Are you superstitious about number 13? I would say so, yeah, a little bit. Why do you think that is? It's just something I think, you know, is you hear something Mm. and it's one of those things that just kind of stays with you. Yeah. Like walking under ladders or scaffolding. Yeah, yeah. Or for me, three drains. I was always told it's, it's bad luck to walk over three drains, so now I don't do it. Yeah. And to counteract it, if you accidentally do it, you're then supposed to walk over two. Oh, my God. That's too complicated. I wouldn't be able to remember yeah, that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine, because I won't remember it, so I, I won't put it into action. Isn't there something with buildings as well? There's, like, a floor that they don't give a number to. I will talk about that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, go on. Go do, on, you salute, go on go. do you salute magpies? Oh, yeah, so... Um, I do, too. I, but there's all different ones, isn't there? So the one that I do is, hello, Mr. Magpie, how's the family? I just salute them. Yeah. Whereas Mark, if we're driving, he got. <laughs> I'll do my bit. He goes, get off my land. <laughs> I like that. Or I think Mum says something about, um, "Hello, Mister Magpie, fly away home to your family" or something like that. So there's there's kind of different ones. Yeah. I, love I mean, it. Mark's is absolutely nothing. <laughs> That's just him being an ass. <laughs> I mean, I quite like it though. Yeah, but it's it's that whole rhyme, isn't it? One for sorrow, two for joy, three for a girl, four for a boy. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's all the old wise tales, the old superstitions and stuff. If you, if for me, if I was told them, it kind of became ingrained. It, isn't it yeah. weird how you, you can't, you probably don't remember, like I don't remember the first time I heard a lot of these things, Mm-mm. but it really gets in there and yeah, you, yeah some stuff sticks and it's, well, I'll talk about. Not really the psychology behind it because I'm not that clever, but it's interesting to look at it from like a di- couple of different sort of points of view. So I'll talk about where the 13 gets its bad reputation from. Mm-hmm. Loose. I'm not going to go massively into it because no. there's, there's quite a lot and you can easily find any of this on Google and stuff like that. So in Norse mythology, a dinner party of the gods was ruined by the 13th guest called Loki. Oh, Loki. Mm -hmm. Oh, you naughty little boy, Loki. And this caused the world to be plunged into darkness. Oh. So that's a very, very small part of that story. But to do with Loki, Mm -hmm. I think how they managed to get Thor's hammer back in, in mythology, I want to say, oh gosh, perhaps it was Loki that dressed up as a female to distract the thing that stole the hammer. See, I don't know enough about that, and I but I would like to do some more, because when I was reading about this, I was like, oh, I need to find out more about that and that and that, and Loki's very interesting, so I do need to look more yeah, he, at that. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was naughty. But the thing is, like, when you're doing research for stuff like this, the rabbit holes you can go down. And I'm, I'm starting to get more interested in Norse mythology. It's um, so interesting. Obviously, we've got our Swedish heritage and yeah. stuff, and, you know, we joke about us being, like, well you know, Vikings and things like that mm-hmm. because of all of that. So, yeah, it's something that I really... And Norse mythology just seems so different compared to sort of the others. Yeah. And my 
university lecturer, he'll often like put a bit of Swedish in his emails and things like that. So his son lives in Stockholm and he's a, a renowned voice actor. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. So um, like he'll always start his um, emails with like Herjala or something like that, which I think means like, hello everyone or that's something. awesome. I can't remember. Um, I could be making that up completely, but that is what, how he starts his emails and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so definitely need to be doing some more, more research on that. I know we might be able to connect it to cars somehow. Also, mm. hello everyone in Sweden if you're listening. Yes. Do you think they will be? I don't know, but um, that would be amazing. Won't but that is what Herjala means, is hello everyone in Swedish, yeah. I love that. I'm going to remember that. But yeah, if we've got any Swedish listeners, any Swedish fans, then hi to you, Herjala, if I'm saying that right. I might not be. I think you are. I, I vote for that's a good attempt. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. So then we've got Loki causing some trouble. And then... Another reason why many think that the reason for number 13's bad luck comes from the Bible. Judas, who betrayed Jesus, is thought to have been the 13th yeah. guest to sit down at the Last Supper. The 13th disciple. Yeah. yeah. So even today, see, I, I never, this never comes into my head because I like the number, but apparently today it's considered unlucky to have 13 people sitting at a dinner table. And some people will put a teddy bear in a seat to make it like a bigger number so it's not 13 anymore so oh. to make the guests up to 14 so I, that's literally never ever occurred to me in my life I'm like I don't to be fair I don't have that many people around a table no you like to keep your um, soirees very exclusive just me and the dogs yeah <laughs> <laughs> and me occasionally and if I'm up there yeah definitely there's a, there's a handful of selected guests that you're like yes you can be there but nobody else <laughs> nobody's coming through that door you are not invited there's salt all around it <laughs> literally I'm going to start putting salt around the house I think I might do that and brick dust anyway so some hotels mm -hmm. will have no room 13 while a lot of tall buildings don't have a 13th floor so it jumps straight from 12 to 14 but see, to me, that doesn't make any sense because there's still fl 13 floors. Yeah. I want to say the one that I heard was they didn't have like a number 69 because of the connotation of the number 69. Uh, I didn't know that because I was looking at 13. But I also think that might be bullshit. I mean, maybe, maybe not. But I've, heard, I've read it or heard it somewhere. It depends what hotel you're in, I suppose. But it's if you think about how a lot of hotels have the service floor on the 13th floor okay goobs that's oh, a little that, nugget of knowledge that's really it? interesting oh. and i didn't find that information when i was researching so that's that, that's okay so that kind of poo-poo's my well there is 13 floors mm. you know um and so that'd be things like laundry yeah do you have a hot floor for laundry though well, well yeah. you, i guess you would Cleaning cupboards. Yeah, interesting. See, I've, service. I've worked in hotels. My first job when I was 13 year, years old was cleaning hotel rooms, but they were really small. Mm. Well, they weren't small. They were like stately homes, but then there was only like nine bedrooms in them or yeah. well, only, but you know, for a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so there wasn't a 13. I only have nine bedrooms and seven bathrooms. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, you know... But it's interesting to think how a superstition mm. has shaped architecture. Yeah. It's had that much of a an impact. Impact, yeah. yeah. And it's come from like 
like you say, Norse mythology, but then something like the Bible, which was God knows how many years ago now. Yeah. And that's followed through. Yeah, still going. Mm. What was interesting was in Canada, they've actually stopped allowing people to do that now. Oh, okay. Because it was getting a little bit ridiculous where people were going, well, in this culture, the number four is scary. Mm. And they were like, what? We just let's just put the numbers, guys. So they've they've yeah. actually gone. No, that's not. We're not doing that anymore. Which I understand. Yeah, I get it. Get out of hand. I get it. So some airlines actually refuse to have uh, row thirteen on their planes. I actually recently f- flew to Bucharest, and I specifically wanted to sit on thirteen. Mm. Numbers thirteen because I thought, oh, maybe no one else will sit there and we'll have three seats, but <laughs> yeah. that wasn't the case. But also the particular plane I was on, I don't like flying, neither do you. Mm-hmm. And where I like to sit over the wing, right? Because it's the strongest point of a plane. Makes sense. Yeah. So you know, but I was thinking, oh yeah, we'll get like no, no one will want to sit in thirteen, but apparently not that many people care about it. Oh. More people. Than I thought. Uh, I not suppose bothered. people are probably a lot less superstitious these days because way back when, religion ruled people's lives, didn't it? And things like that. So whereas now, not so much. And also, if you think about how culturally diverse we are, yeah, you know, that's not it's not going to be the case in a lot of cultures. So, no. Quite so I think a lot of people are less superstitious now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then it's well, I'll talk about this a bit. But you end up being superstitious without realising it a lot of the time. Mm. Just because, like you say, it's ingrained, so it just happens. So when I used to run, if I had had a good run mm. and I'd done something particular beforehand, like a particular stretch, or I drank two, like a black coffee with two heaped teaspoons of coffee, I always had to pee beforehand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Things like that or, you know, find ways of where my body felt really comfortable and I had this particular run, run, a good run and then I'd attribute it to what I had done. So I'd be right. re- become kind of superstitious in those ways. Mm-hmm. I suppose like it was sports stars, lucky pants or, I yep. don't know. Lucky socks. Y- yeah, your lucky cod piece. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Jock strap, there we go. Cod piece, that's cod pirates, piece. isn't it? <laughs> well, that's like Henry VIII. Yeah, there of. we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant. <laughs> I did, um, I did know. And so... Yeah, I kind of get it. I would call them my little rituals, but I suppose it was a superstition, really. Yeah. But that's, it just intertwines into our lives to the fact where we don't notice a superstition anymore. Yeah. Which is, I just think it's really interesting. And then there's um, St. Thomas's Hospital in South London Mm. doesn't have hospital beds numbered 13. So their beds go from 12 to 14 just to stop anyone getting anxious about being in a number 13 bed. Again, that wouldn't bother me. But if you're superstitious about something, like, imagine, I don't know, you, you, d- you really didn't want to walk under ladders and all of a sudden you had to sit under a ladder. You're not going to want to do that, are you? No. So it makes sense. But it's incredible how it makes such a big impact on things. Yeah. Like, like on quite a grand scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like a massive scale. The fact they have to change the way buildings are and things like that. So there's actually a name for the fear of 13 and it's called Chris. <laughs> oh, I knew I was going to screw this up. It is called Triskaidekaphobia. Oh, very well done. And you won't believe who's got Triskaidekaphobia. Go on. Stephen King. 
Has he really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. Exactly. And it, actually, he's got it quite bad. So back in uh, 1984, King... Well, of, sorry, was that 1984 or 1994? 1984. Okay, sorry. What did I say? It was a combination of eight and nine, I think. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that's my hearing. Oh, I mean, it could be both, to be fair. But <laughs> silly maths, no hearing. So back in 1984, King admitted to stepping over the 13th stair feeling uncomfortable watching Channel 13 and refusing to pause on page 13. And even if the pages, their digits added up to 13, like page 94, he didn't want to pause on them either. Oh, my gosh. Whilst reading books. Oh, so he got a bad. He was, he's quoted as saying, it's neurotic, sure, but also safer. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, to be fair, if it gives you peace of mind, like with anything, if anything gives you peace of mind or comfort... It doesn't hurt. No, it's not no. really harming anyone else. But so, so that was in an article that he wrote uh, for New York Times. Oh, wow. I just think because he's, you know, you just think, oh, he's a very famous horror writer. Yeah. You just don't expect him to have any phobias. No, but it, it goes the other way as well because there's a lucky number 13 as well, isn't there? Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. But I suppose, you know, the thing is I can't, for me... There's no reason behind being afraid of number 13, whereas our fear of clowns <laughs> is very valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that Ronald makes McDonald sense. is not cute and can fucking do one. <laughs> I mean, think of the trauma we had as children. McDonald's now is nothing like it used to be. You'd no. Literally face to face with Ronald McDonald if you wanted a double cheeseburger. Did you ever go to a wimpy? I did, but not that I can remember. Oh my God, they had Mr. Mr. Wimpy. And it was just a guy dressed in a giant burger costume. And if you had, like, a party, you come down. Because, you know, as a kid, you always had your birthday parties in Wimpy. And um, to be fair, they are... Oh. Goobs <laughs> has just got up loads of pictures of Ronald McDonald and it's it's terrifying. Yeah, McDo- uh, Wimpy were the only burgers that came out looking like they did on the menu. And they had Backed. proper <laughs> plates and cutlery, didn't they? They did, yes. Yeah, I used to love Wimpy, but I did not like the burger man. I didn't like Mr Wimpy. He was fucking creepy. So I think you've probably got a bit of a thing, like a scare of people dressed in maybe costumes. Because I think yeah, that's a thing. That's a well-known thing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Oh, no. See, no. Mr. Wimpy was a burger. That wasn't... No, he's a... He's a... um Like a... What is that called? Beef eater. Beef eater. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Am I recalling my memory wrong? I don't know. Where I wonder where you'd have seen a... Uh, perhaps they did have somebody. Perhaps he had like a friend that was dressed up like a big burger. Oh no, maybe maybe it was the beef eater costume. To be fair, that is pretty creepy. I have traumatised myself with this, so maybe it's a repressed memory. I mean, and I'm saying a burger would be maybe less creepy than what the giant man dressed as a inflatable beef eater. Yeah, was. I hate inflatables. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, so we had to go through it to get McDonald's when we were younger. Mm. I'm glad they got rid of him because Ronald McDonald was scary as fuck. I digress. We digress. No, it's fine because it's it's all, it's all superstitions, yeah. um, phobias. It kind of all works, doesn't it? So some people, like Stephen King, avoid other numbers that add up to 13. Words and titles where the letters add up to 13. So addresses, etc., so th- this, to me, is just way too complicated for life. 
yeah. like to have to avoid all that you'd shit. And it's at everything, well. and you'd be adding it all up. It would take you forever to do anything, surely. You could literally make up. Well, that's the thing with the human brain. It make we make patterns. Yeah. So you're always looking for a pattern in something. That's true. So if you had a fear of a number, you're going to constantly be going, "Oh shit! Does that add up to that? Does that mean that I couldn't do that?" That's mm. just that's that's maths taking over your life. It goes way beyond the fact that I don't like having things on odd numbers. Like, that's yes. not a superstition for me. It's just something I prefer. That's and fine. it makes me go feel a little bit giddy if something's <laughs> on an odd number. I'm like, no, it can't be. I've met other people like that before yeah. as well. Volume. Yeah. The amount of reps or something that I do. Yeah. In the gym, I can't leave it on an odd number. No. I'd rather break an ankle. <laughs> but it's but you don't know why. It's just because it... Unless it's a multiple of five. Oh, five is the only five. acceptable one. It seems more rounded. Anything with numbers scares me. I, 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 this whole thing is just, I have a phobia of maths. So and they said we wouldn't be carrying calculators around with us in these days. <laughs> exactly. And we do, thank goodness. So uh, I hate maths. So, in fact, I'm pretty sure there must be a phobia of maths because I've got it. I don't know what that would be called, but I've I definitely got it. I don't know it. if it would be maths specifically, but numbers, perhaps. So there's definitely, there's no way... I would have a superstition where it, you had to add up shit because, oh, yeah, there is. A phobia of maths is called arithmophobia. Extreme fear of numbers. Yeah, I've got that. Apart from number 13, I really like number 13. I would say you didn't have it then because you're okay with one number. Yeah. Because it would be all numbers. Because don't yeah. it would be one and three. 13, yeah, that's true, actually. Four, because it adds up to four. So it's just it's just... Mathematics. You just really, really dislike. Mm. Yeah. I'm just rubbish at it. <laughs> Gives me the heebie jeebies. So, according to Best Life, quite a few serial killers have 13 letter names. Oh, that's really interesting. Including your mate Charles Manson. Hey, Charlie. What's up, boy? Jeffrey Dahmer, mm-hmm. Theodore Bundy, mm-hmm. and Albert DeSalvo. Even Jack the Ripper has 13 letters. My main man. Right. My main man. <laughs> As does our not main man, Adolphus Hitler, which was Adolf yeah. Hitler's baptismal name. But the, the only thing is, I think, well, hang on a minute. Where, what about their middle names? Do they have middle names? Well, we don't actually know. Well, Jack's was the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jack the Ripper. So I don't know if that... I mean, you know, that it's another thing about 13, but... Where if they had middle names, then that just kind of debunks that. But it's quite interesting, hmm. and I quite like that association. That is a really cool little tidbit. Yeah. So Ted Bundy, did he, he have Theodore Robert Bundy? Yeah. So then it's not thirteen, is it? Yeah, but you don't go around calling him Theodore Robert Bundy. You call him Ted Bundy, and Ted Bundy doesn't have thirteen in there. No, that's true. So there's a big flaw in that. Mm. But I just thought it was quite interesting that people also were going, "Oh yeah, look, this is thirteen. You will find a connection in anything that you oh, want to. Absolutely. Um, we will have an episode coming up at some point. It's quite a big one. And actually, our very own Gilbert is doing the research for it. And there's connections with everything. And it could just be coincidence. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but if you want to find a connection, that's, you will. That's the thing. When I've been reading parapsychology, humans, main, minds, brain, brain, oh God, I can't speak. Mindsets, this happens every episode. Right. This. <laughs> this happens all the time to me. But it's it's 
it's ingrained in us mm-hmm. to not accept coincidences. We look for patterns. Unless you're so, super pragmatic and logical like Mr. Mark Gilbert. Yeah. But the, but Don't you raise your eyebrows at me. Scientifically, <laughs> yeah. we look for patterns. So, yeah. you know, it's... We need reasons for things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love parapsychology because it does look at science and it looks at paranormal yeah. and puts them together, which is fascinating. So then we've got the unlucky Friday the 13th, apparently. Yes. But there was a Friday the 13th this October and I was so excited. I don't know whether the excitement comes from, oh, this is the night something could happen. Yeah, I don't but know. But like, what do you want to happen? No, I didn't. I did not want anything to happen. I just thought it was funny that everyone else was scared of it. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm, I'm mm. loving life right now. So the combination of Friday and the number 13, so being an unlucky day, is actually quite a recent tradition. So that's only about 100 years old. Oh, okay. Which is interesting because I just imagine that would be like a law from way back when. Mm. Um, but Friday has been considered the unluckiest day of the week for hundreds of years. Oh. So the combination of the two is new, but the fact that Friday's a bad day, supposedly. Well, is, is all the shit old. would go down at work on a fucking Friday before you're leaving for like the weekend. Really? And and you can't fix it. Yeah, exactly. You've got to wait until next week and then you worry about it all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so in Geoffrey Chaucer's famous Canterbury Tales, <gasps> written in the 14th century, he says. And on a Friday, fell all this mischance. Oh. So there we go. I like that. Oh, what's the, um, you know, the the rhyme about, well, is it a rhyme? Monday's child is fair of face or something. What's Friday's child? I don't know, but I know I'm Wednesday's child and I'm full of woe, which my mum tells me quite a lot. I'm a Thursday's child. Okay. So let's have a look at this and we can figure out what Friday would be. So what, did, what day did you say? Monday, Tuesday. Thursday. Oh, Friday's child is loving and giving. Oh, there we go. Apparently, I've got far to go. Yes, I do. And I'm full of I'm way, probably yeah. not going to end off anywhere, but... That's not true. <laughs> Manifest that shit, babe. Manifest. So that's interesting. Mm. And then Friday was once known as Hangman's Day because it was usually when people who had been condemned to death would be hanged in Britain. Oh, okay. There were also 13 steps up to the gallows. That actually changed eventually, but initially there were 13 steps up to the gallows. I love a bit of dark history. Oh, you do? I think it's brilliant. That That's the historical stuff I like to look into is the dark history of things. Yeah. And like when we've been away and stuff, like city breaks, we want to go somewhere where you can do a bit of dark tourism. Oh, yeah. And stuff. That just, I don't know. It's just me. It's just me. I just don't get why I am that way, but give me the nitty gritty and the dark shit and I'm all over it yeah you are tramp on chips yeah I I like that analogy I'll take that and I will use that in a conversation soon like vomit no that one's gross (laughs) oh I know that one though I have said that I said that recently but that's a horrible thing yeah yeah. tramp on chips yeah it's like that (laughs) so however we now, I, know, I now want to talk about the lighter side of the number 13. Okay. So according to sources such as Tiny Rituals, the spiritual meaning of angel number 13 can be seen as a cycle of endings and rebirth. So this number is all, also considered to be deeply karmic and loaded with divine feminine energy. So this makes it a number of intuition wisdom and one that encourages personal growth and getting on the right path in life 
But it still has that negative connotation because you said it symbolises ending. So it's the ending of perhaps bad stuff. Possibly. Okay, maybe not a negative connotation, but the link of it being related to something negative. Possibly. Without being negative itself. Possibly. I don't know if any of that just made sense. It does in my head. If it makes sense to you, babe, then that's all right. You, You stick with that. Thank you. So the energy of angel number 13 encourage us to, encourages us to follow those dreams and to stay aligned with a positive outlook on life. If we foster gratitude, lead with love and are open to all adventures in life, good things are sure to happen. So that's called, according to Tiny Rituals. And when you see the angel number 13, it can be a sign from your guardians that you are set for a spiritual awakening. This number shows us shows up to remind us to embrace the positive impact of change and to trust in our intuition and the power of positivity to guide us to what we want. Oh, I like that. I like that too. So there's some people who love the number 13, such as Taylor Swift. Oh, that doesn't surprise Tay-tay. me. Tay-Tay. She seems like she's a positive soul. Why do you say that like, oh, no, she's so positive. Oh, no, so it's just my normal, my normal way. I just sound miserable all the time. Well, she's very positive about number 13. She was born on December 13th oh, okay. in 1989. She loves number 13 and she regularly slips into her lyrics, oh. which I think is, is cool and interesting. So she says, I was born on the 13th. I turned 13 on Friday Friday the 13th. My album went gold in 13 weeks. My first number one song had a 13-second intro. Every time I've won an award, I've been seated in either the 13th seat, the 13th row, the 13th section, or row M, which is the 13th letter. So Tay-Tay is basically the personification of the angel number 13. She really is. So... She, this is her explaining it to MTV News in 2009. Basically, wherever a 13 comes up in my life, it's a good thing. Aww. And I like that. I think that's really cool because I love the number 13. I've never had a thing against it. And I see the number 13 come up everywhere hmm. all the time. And mostly, probably in the, like the last year, but I literally see it. I'll look at the clock and it will be... 1300 hours or 1313 see for me it's always 1111 do you know what i was about to ask okay, you okay no 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 yeah. you're all right you you're <laughs> yeah, all good 1111 no, um i always seem to manage to look at the time when it is 1111 like we, without fail we need morning, to look up the meaning of angel yeah. number 1111 also whenever i'm reading whenever i think oh i'm going to check see which page i'm on which i don't do very often every time i do it's 231 Oh, really? Yeah. Um, which was the number of the family HQ. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I always see 231. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. See, I don't like numbers, but in this respect, I like numbers. Mm. And I, like I said, I, I see them everywhere. So I could be looking on ways and I'll look and it's the junctions in 13 miles. Or mm. it is absolutely everywhere. Yeah. And I love that. And I like to have the volume on number 13 as no, well, so you no, would hate that. No, no, get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house. So I, I was going to say, do you see a certain number everywhere? But yeah, you yeah. do. 11, 11 and 231. See, my mum said she sees 22. Oh. Yeah. 
And they've all... twenty two is an angel number, isn't it? Yeah. And if so, if you see a number all the time, if you look up on you know sites like Tiny Rituals, you can see what the angel numbers yeah. mean. If you believe in that, that's great. I do. If you don't, that's fine. But it's mm. yeah. Again, it's like coincidence pattern. Yeah. You know. So I just love all of it. It's so Don't see so any exciting. numbers, Gilbert. No, of no. course not. Can we look at what um, eleven eleven means as an angel number, please, Scoobs? He sees them all lined up. <laughs> well, I'll read this bit and then we can come back to that. So, angel number thirteen, numerology. So, in numerology, the number thirteen has an important role to play. So, this is is as I've said before, this is a karmic number that is linked to life to life path numbers. So those have the number those who have the number 13 as their life path or karmic number tend to have to work a little harder than others. This may feel frustrating. <laughs> oh Helen. This is basically <laughs> oh, me. Helen, it's you. It, it really is. <laughs> it may feel frustrating and as as though you don't get anywhere fast, but rather than surrender to those negative energies and thought patterns, know that the rewards from reaching your goals will also lead to a deeper well of source energy and wisdom. So the number 13 is also a highly self-sufficient number, which means you are the main driver of your own fate and hold a lot of power of your direction. Um, can I just say, there's your link with cars as well. You're the own driver. You're the driver in your own fate. I am. <laughs> there you go. I like that tenuous link. So again, that's from Tiny Rituals. I quite like that site because it's got loads of stuff about uh, numbers on there. So what are we... So the angel number 1111 is associated with creativity and spiritual awakenings, Ali. Mm. When this number keeps showing up in your life, it's thought to mean that angels are trying to tell you that you're on the right track to receiving these associations. What is the significance of 1111? What does seeing 1111 mean? What does it mean? Continue reading to find out. Well, we're not going to do that. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Well, that's good. So that's, that's very positive. Mm. So, that, you know, there we go. I At like... least it's not saying anything horrible. Yeah. I, th <laughs> I think if it, it would be rubbish, wouldn't it? It'd be like, oh, God, are you seeing this number? <laughs> Good luck with that, mate. Yeah. You better right. just lock yourself away. <laughs> yeah. Bubble wrap yourself. You may as well give up now. <laughs> what is the point? <laughs> exactly. So a little bit more at 13 in pop culture. Obviously, you've got Jason, Friday the 13th. Yes. Horror franchise. And... This is an interesting one. So between the late 1800s and early 1900s, there was a 13th club and it was sort of headed up by Captain William Fowler, who was a gregarious man about town, uh, apparently. <laughs> oh my God, that's the best way to describe right? someone. <laughs> Love that. Gregarious man about town. And he was a member of 13 secret and social organisations. And so the 13th club was the 13th club he was in. Okay. And according to uh, the New York Historical Society, um, he was the founder of the 13th club and it was an elite group that embraced the unlucky number during their meeting. So they would have a dinner party. They'd have 13 people at that dinner party. They'd have ladders, so you had to go under the ladders to get to where you were sitting. So they basically took loads of superstitions and put them to the test and tried to debunk them. Okay. So yeah, I, I get it. I quite like that. And mm. I listened to 
quite a big podcast about it. I can't remember what it was from, but it's really interesting because some of the waiters who mm. would work for them, you know, they'd have um, they'd have a dinner on Friday the 13th with 13th people. You'd have to walk under ladders. 13 courses. I- exactly. Yeah. And the waiters would be like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it's that. It's kind of like exposure therapy a little bit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's all, you know, for them, they're like, right, we're going to put this shit to the test. But if you are superstitious... Oh, it'd be hell. And you're hell. like, oh my God, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Exactly. So... That's kind of like a crash course in number 13 and why it's unlucky and why it's lucky. Oh, that was, that was really interesting. I yeah. have to admit, like, the, the serial killer thing with, like, all the letters being 13 and... Oh, what was the other thing you said? There was something else you said that I found really interesting. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing was interesting, but there was two particular bits. And I was like, oh, that's my jam. <laughs> I just loved stuff like this. And you, but you can end up going down such extensive rabbit holes. But And then you probably end up leading into like conspiracy theories oh. and things like that. And then it just loses it a little bit. And then I end up reading about MK Ultra, and you know, the day is lost. So, But I think the power of suggestion has a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like we're saying, we can't remember we heard a lot of this stuff, but it's ingrained. Yeah, we heard it somewhere and it's stuck with us. And then you think, well, what if that's and it's a, a thing? rule we now live by. Exactly. But it's mad, isn't it? Mm. And especially if you're already prone to mental health problems. A mentee bee. Oh, we love ourselves a mentee bee. <laughs> such as anxiety, things like that, mm-hmm. they're going to pop up in your head, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. Again, you're forcing yourself to see patterns and connections, exactly. links, etc. Exactly, mm-hmm. which is uh, that, that's a lot of anxiety, isn't it? Yeah. And so it's interesting to think: are superstitions just anxiety, OCD, mm. or you know, it, perhaps they've morphed into that? So it is actually quite a open-ended, cool question because you could you could talk about this for ages and talk about all the superstitions and yeah. And I think it's one of those things that you'll never really know the answer to, no. like where like you'll never find out the actual truth. I kind of don't want to know the truth, though. No. I quite like the fact that it's just an open question. Yeah, and you do what you need to do, but Exactly. Mm. But I do plan... So I wanted to get um, a 13 tattooed on me on Friday the 13th in October, but I couldn't do it. So the next time there's a Friday 13th, I'm going to get a 13 somewhere. I've got a 7 on my hand that I got in Vegas last yeah. year, so I thought I'd get 13 somewhere. I remember when I was working in the prison, one of the officers... Her husband's birthday was on was on the thirteenth of December, and he he was having a uh, his birthday one of those years was landing on Friday the thirteenth in December. So they had a horror theme party. Amazing! And I dressed up like um, a load of polystyrene heads to look like sort of horror character type things, like someone with their eyes gouged out, mouth stitched up. There was a clown. Do you which- have a photo of this? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. It was, it, do you know what? I did a really good fucking job, even if I do say so myself. I totally believe the fact there was a freaking, I did a clown. I, I, although it had to stay downstairs, I couldn't have it in the room with me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. That's funny. also where I developed a really big dislike for polystyrene. Blech. I didn't have one before, but all of that afterwards and then. The, no- the noise. Yeah, yeah. Blech, blech. Horrible. Mark has got a massive fear of polystyrene. Do you, mate? Oh, no. It's horrible. And Mark's the kind of person not to have fears. No, it's but the no, sound. polystyrene, he's like, he he heaves. <laughs> like, massively so. Packaging, fuck off. Yeah. 
for anything. He's Fuck like, that no. right off. <laughs> well, luckily, they don't do it too much more because it's bad for the environment. So we did just see that the next Friday the 13th uh, is on, uh, obviously, Friday the 13th, September 2024. So, Oh, next year. Oh, but then there's one in December as well, the same year. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So there's two. Fab, fab, fab. Awesome. That's cool. Well, that's it then. That was just quite a sort of like palate cleansing episode, if you like. Yeah. If you can cleanse a palate in paranormal and true crime, I think you can. My palate cleansing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but there you go. So you've learned a little bit more about 13. Yeah, I like that. I have learned. Every day's a school day. Yeah. And I love, love the number 13. So there we go. Brilliant. And I'm going to get a ghost face tattoo. Not yes. that that's got anything, but I'm just really no. excited about it now. <laughs> it does. It relates to everything. Absolutely. It's, it's all the things. It really does relate to all the things. So we Have were... we just done that at the same time? We've started to crack oh, my back. And... It's so weird. We literally mirror each other, and it's to the fact where it's creepy. Helen woke me up with a cup of coffee earlier, and then she came and laid in the bed with me, and we did something together. Like at the, Our eyes were watering at the same time. Y- yeah, the same but eye. The, the, no, it wasn't the same oh. eye. Um, but then there was something else as well. Probably. Um, Mark is livid that you it does, were in his bed and it also makes it sound weird. It does sound weird. <laughs> it, it wasn't weird. Well, we're sisters. Yeah. We were just having a morning catch up because we hadn't seen each other for a few hours whilst and we were asleep. <laughs> when Ali was itty bitty and we watched Blair Witch, the, so that's the second time I think I'd watched it. I'd already seen it. But it really scared the bejesus out of you, didn't it? It and did, you, yeah. you, you were like, Helen, can I sleep with you? Uh, bear in mind at this point, um, I lived in basically a box room. Mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was the female version of Harry Potter. Um, with, <laughs> t- with It was a bunk bed, but they were single beds. And Helen was living with us one of the times. And... Um, <laughs> I was in the top, she was in the bottom, and I was like, Helen, I can't sleep, I need to stay with you. And there's yeah. two of us rammed into this one single bunk bed. That's fine. <laughs> they were the best of times. They were the best of times. And the thing is, when you think back to Blair Witch, that was one on its own because it was found footage, in inverted commas. This is the thing, it was all marketed to be... Like a documentary, a true, yeah, yeah, as a true story. So interesting. And I was quite young, and back then I didn't handle horror films very well. Whereas now I'm like, yeah, bring it on, yeah, bring it on. <laughs> next, next, yeah. Oh mm-hmm. well, I love that episode. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. And hopefully, Gooba liked it as well. He's nodding, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I would like to say a big thank you to Park Lane Studios for just making us sound so much better than we actually are. And where can they follow us, Al's? They can follow us on Instagram at Cars of the Macabre. You can email us. At, uh, email us. Yep. <laughs> email us at Cars of the Macabre at gmail.com. Um, we want to hear your stories. We do want to hear your stories. Any personal stories, if it involves a car, true crime, paranormal, please send them in. We'll give them a read out. And please make sure you like, subscribe, share, review, most importantly, download. And uh, yeah, if you like us, let us know. If you don't, let us know. But as Ali says, we will just ignore it. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. <laughs> All right then. Well, we will see you next time. But until then... Stay spooky, bitches!